are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today is Wednesday, October 6, 2021. I am your host, Tidian Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. New episode for all of our patrons coming out today. So visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information. And remember, at some point in the offseason, we are going to be going to three shows a week on uh, Locked On Mariners. So if you want to keep us in the rotation five days a week, then uh, be sure to subscribe to the Patreon because uh, we are going to be posting there twice a week on the days that we're not doing Locked On. And uh, we usually do longer podcasts on there, usually go over an hour on that. So if you want more extended Mariners talk, it's always a good way to to find that uh, from us. So on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we're going to continue handing out some season awards and talk about our play of the year for the Mariners and our game of the year as well. And in between that, we'll also keep the focus on awards and talk about Scott Service's chances of winning American League Manager of the Year. If you like what you hear, give the show a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We'd greatly appreciate it. Colby, let's start with play of the year uh, here. And we, we kind of talked about this on Monday when we were doing our, our you know final goodbyes to the 2021 team. Uh, I'm sure I, you know, I'm sure your answer will remain the same, but uh, let's go over it anyway here and, and talk about our play of the year, starting with you. It's probably the Dylan Moore Grand Slam. I mean, it uh it was uh, such a great come from behind victory and, and uh, you know, it was a kind of an unexpected source. Uh, uh, it was, I don't, it wasn't the high point, um, but in, in many ways it was like the signature win of the uh, 2021 Seattle Mariners. So uh, the Dylan Moore grand slam is probably up there. Just the, the drama, the buildup, they were down. Was it seven to one? early and they, they fought their way back and, and uh, you know, for Dylan Moore to come up against Brooks Rayleigh and just absolutely torch a baseball into the left field bleachers for a grand slam uh, was something nobody really saw coming. And it was, it was just so much fun to watch and, and, uh, and see the reaction of people on, uh, on social media. So it's probably the Brooks Rayleigh or the uh, Dylan Moore grand slam. For me, it's obviously the Abraham Toro grand slam. <laughs> for all for everything that had built up over those weeks since the trade happened all the talk about you know why would the mariners trade kindle graveman your your closer your best reliever you're competing blah 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 blah. and then they went on a little skid after the trade happened and all that but toro was playing well and um obviously you know you and i had been praising that trade and uh really you know liked what we had seen from toro and then you know, just like a movie, the two guys that were traded for one another end up facing one another. 
in a crucial game when it's 0-0, bases loaded. I believe there are also two outs, if I remember correctly. It was a huge moment. And uh, and Graveman just left it there in the middle of the plate, and uh, Toro took advantage, and, and it was... Like I said, I, I I didn't even cheer. I just hysterically laughed for like five minutes straight. It was just the funniest thing I've I've ever seen, and just it, it was it was so nice to to see because it shut everyone up. <laughs> everyone that was talking all that mess about why would you cherry Graveman, you know, for for Toro and all that. It's and it's funny too because like that moment really shouldn't shut anyone up. Like the the that it's not predicated on just one moment the trade the the um the success of that trade is not predicated on one moment but um you know it it was kind of what it all culminated to and um and it was great it was just it was great to to dunk on everyone that stupidly acted like trading two months of a reliever for a potential everyday player with four years of control that's pre-arbitration Come on, <laughs> like, come on, guys. Um, yeah, just to 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 dunk on those guys was was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, any other moments though that you want to talk about here? Because I mean, there there's plenty of plays, especially on the defensive side as well. Uh, you know, one that comes to mind is Jake Fraley in Detroit uh, robbing that uh, that home run and then doubling off the runner. I believe that would have been a walk off as well, right? Am I wrong in, in yep. remembering that? It's it was so long ago. It would have been a walk off home run. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wild. And then the the Mariners went on to win that game. The only time they beat the Tigers this year, <laughs> because that made sense. You can go six and one against the Rays, the top team in the American League, and then go what one and six against the Tigers, one and five against the Tigers this year. Yeah, weird team. Weird. Very weird. Uh, the Dylan Moore uh, leaping catch at third base uh, against the Dodgers is up there. Um, the the play he made the next day at second base on the line drive up the middle, was, I think it was like 110 miles per hour off the bat of Chris Taylor, and it was just full extension. Um, Demo also made another nice play against the Red Sox, I believe it was, uh, when they went to Fenway. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Dylan Moore... <laughs> Involved in a lot of the, the top plays uh, uh, this year, which is weird because you take away those those big top plays that we talked about. He was really bad. So, um, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's stuff the like German that. It, curse of uh, Mariners players, man. Absolutely, but uh, I I feel like. I feel like, you know, that there's the the Mitch Hanniger uh two run single here on the what mm-hmm. was that last Saturday? That's gotta be up mm-hmm. there. Um yeah. you know, it got you to one sixty two where that game mattered and, and it didn't work out for you, but um, you know, that can't be overstated just how huge that hit was. You had just, you know, given up the lead and, and it was Seawald who just been really carrying the bullpen for most of the second half and it just it felt deflating and, and you just lo- dropped a tough one the day before and all that stuff. And then Hanniger comes up huge. And, and uh, that, that was definitely up there from an emotional standpoint. But uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like it's still the, the Dylan Moore grand slam. Uh, the Toro grand slam is up there uh, mainly for us. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, just for um, 
gratitude's not the right word, but just for, uh, you know, vindication. Thank you. Uh, vindication. <laughs> uh, so that, that was way up there too. But, uh, yeah, there, there were certainly a lot of great plays and, and I mean, JP Crawford made so many that we just can't, I can't even remember like one specific play that he made. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, with, with JP this year, I I don't think there was really a Heisman moment for him, like how he had the uh, the one legged um, throw against the Tigers a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, there wasn't really like that play this year. But JP was I, I think a part of it, too, is that JP is just so smooth with it there that we kind of mm-hmm. take it for granted whenever he does something incredible, um, which is unfortunate in a way because he is fantastic. At shortstop, yep. one of the best defensive shortstops in all of baseball. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's really fun to watch. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good plays uh, that you can take from this team. Um, you know, and, and a lot of huge moments. But I, I think we covered quite a quite a few of the the big ones here. Um, so we're going to talk about Scott Service in just a moment and what his chances are of winning manager of the year in the American League. But real quick, want to remind you, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Colby and I will be hosting a room once per week, so you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day on Locked On Mariners. Greenroom is also the perfect place to start or join conversations about Major League Baseball as a whole, and so much more. You'll find fans just like you on Greenroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to of big news or rumors so go download the free green room app now currently available on all ios devices be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join the mlb group for the latest league updates and follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e g-n-z-l-z and colby at colby Patnode to be notified when our room goes live i know you won't want to miss it we can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the mariners so we'll see you there green room changing the way we talk sports we're back in better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Every day we are available and free on all platforms. Be sure to tell your friends, family, enemies, and uh, tell them to, to listen to us ramble on about the, the Mariners. It's going to be a fun offseason. Uh, so let's talk about Scott Service here because, you know, the Mariners obviously didn't make it to the postseason, but they went 90 and 72. This is a 91 ball club when projections put them anywhere from 70 to at most 81 wins, really. Um, and that's honestly kind of pushing it there on the on the positive side of things. Uh, this team, I mean, exceeded everyone's expectations. Even the most optimistic Mariners fan out there would, uh, which might be us, honestly, uh, 
honestly, you know, we 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 didn't even think that they were going to get to 500 this year. Uh, so the fact that they just kept on winning and winning and overcame so much this year uh, with everything that that went on with the organization before the season and throughout it, uh, Scott Service held this team together throughout all of it and and led them to and helped lead them to a 91 season. Now, of course, the baseball writers of America aren't paying attention, you know, aren't paying as close of attention to every single ball club that they uh, that they have to cover. And, and uh, everyone is going to have a little bit of bias here and there. Uh, so my expectation is that Scott Service is probably not going to win American League Manager of the Year, even though that he deserves it. I think it's pretty clear he deserves it. But it usually goes to a manager whose team actually made the postseason. And it usually never goes to the right guy in the end anyway, even for even among the managers that do make it to the postseason. So, Colby, what, what would you put Scott's chances at here to win manager of the year? And um, what is the argument for him? Uh, the argument for him is that in the NFL, he would have already won it um, because the NFL award goes to the most surprising team always. So. Uh, otherwise, Bill Belichick would win it basically every year. So uh, that's kind of the argument is that Scott is the guy who managed the team that uh, most exceeded their their win projection in a positive uh, manner. So kind of the, the reverse uh, Chase Tinkler. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but, you know, from a very practical standpoint here is that what you have to consider uh, with, with Scott is that his roster wasn't very good, right? It was really thought to be a, a, a bad, you know, top five pick type of uh, type of roster here. He lost some of his best players. Uh, Kyle Lewis played in 36 games. James Paxton threw 24 pitches. He lost those guys. Jared Kelnick came up. He wasn't good uh, for a long time. Logan Gilbert struggled. Cal Raleigh struggled. So everybody that we kind of associated with this team having a chance to maybe take a jump really didn't help all that much. They were bad or hurt or, or struggled for extended periods. Um, and yet somehow the team won 90 games. And so mm-hmm. that's a credit to Scott managing his bullpen. That's a credit to uh, Scott, you know, pulling some strings here and there. And we watched, we, we watched Scott outmaneuver some of the, some of his peers, some, some of the people who are probably going to get, votes for this like dusty baker um you know the the dylan more grand slam yeah the dylan more grand slam was set up because uh you know basically um scott beat him at chess right he brings in the lefty to face uh fraley or fraley whatever and and so it counter counter move with uh with dylan moore and and it was a grand slam and yeah he went 14 Mm. what was it 14 and 5 15 and 4 against Bob Melvin, who is arguably the best manager in all of baseball this year, just completely outmaneuvered him at every turn. He went six and one against Kevin cash in that team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just, he went toe to toe with with the, what's that? uh, Did he split the season series with the white Sox? I think they did. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, they actually won that series. They won both series. They went four and two against Tony La Russa. Um, so yeah, they, they, uh, (laughs) he went, against his you know the only one who had a winning record against scott that should be in consideration for this or theoretically will be in consideration for this is dusty baker 
And that wasn't because Baker outfoxed, uh, you know, Scott service. It was because Baker's team is significantly better than services team. Yeah. And the service still managed to go what eight and 11 against, against dusty. So yeah, he did the most with the least and he has set this team up to be a future juggernaut based on everything he's done with the, with things like team chemistry and building culture and things like that. So uh, for those reasons, and he fun differential and fun <laughs> differential. And for those reasons, he deserves to win. Plus he's got that dad energy and who doesn't love, you know, team dad, Scott service. So uh, oh, yeah, yeah he, he deserves to win because he did the most with the least. And uh, yeah. he got his team to game one sixty two as a playoff contender. And honestly, a vote for anybody else is a stupid vote. Just straight up, it is. Yeah. It's a stupid award, yeah. but it's a stupid vote to vote for anybody but Scott Service. Speaking of the dad energy, and since we were on the talk of uh, play plays of the year, you know, my moment of the year though is Jared Kelnick and Scott Service hugging after uh, Kelnick uh, had the walk off walk against the Blue Jays. And uh, yeah, that was uh, cute. I'll say it's uh, it's 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 it's. The, the family culture that um, Scott has built in this organization and in that clubhouse has uh, it, it's just it's so awesome to see um, to see these guys come together, even when, you know, we've heard things about them disagreeing on certain topics and, and having some uh, some discourse within the clubhouse. And even at times when, you know, Kendall Graveman got traded and and you know a lot a lot of the guys in the clubhouse you know kind of lost it there for a little bit and to be able to reel everyone back in and uh, overcome all of that and continue to just push forward and be able to finish the season on on such a strong note obviously you know it it didn't come together in the final series there but to even you know put themselves back in the in the conversation um after falling four games back in mid September to make up that ground and uh, get to a point where they were controlling their own destiny is just it's a, it's incredible. It's a true testament to uh, to Scott Service. Um, yeah, he. If I was voting, obviously, and you know, of course, I'm biased, but like knowing what happened this year and knowing the effect that he had on this ball club, I mean, it's different. It's different than a lot of managers have. It it really is. Um, a lot of managers really do fall in the background with a lot of teams and. Scott doesn't. Scott is the glue that holds them together, and uh, as as a manager should be. By the way, um, Scott is a perfect culture builder. Obviously, has some issues with in game management that you know irritates us uh, at times. But also, most managers are bad at in game management, which is weird to say. But at least he has the culture building part down pat. I mean, there is there a better culture builder in baseball than Scott Service right now? Um, I mean, it's, it's tough to say cause we don't, we don't follow other teams as closely, but I mean, Bob Melvin and, and yeah. Kevin cash have to be up there, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, those guys have, have talent <laughs> like legitimate major league talent. And Scott has kind of helped grow his own talent in a way. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely possible that he's the best at, uh, at building culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's something, and, you know, and I mean, that's the reason why Jerry DePoto brought him in because he knew that he was at least going to be good at that mm -hmm. culture building. And that, and then that's certainly shown through. Um, so let's keep talking about this team and, uh, hand out some 
fictional hardware of our own to the uh, game of the year for the Mariners in just a moment. But real quick, want to remind you, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. Don't you hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mixed boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. Each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180. They only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs, and all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D one five for 15 percent off your order at built.com thank you again for tuning into locked on mariners and making us your first listen of the day every day we are free and available on all platforms colby let's uh talk about our game of the year for the mariners this year a lot of fun ones to mention and and you mentioned a really good one at the uh in our in your play of the year uh, pick, but um, is that going to be your pick for for this, or, or are you going a different route? That that game's probably way up there, but I, I feel like you know just to, just to be a little bit different here, uh, the four to three win over the Dodgers early in the year was mm. an incredibly fun game that was topped off with a you know huge momentous catch from Dylan Moore at third base. Um, you know, that was early candidate for play of the year before, well, everything else happened. The game was back and forth. It was fun. There was pretty good pitching. There was good defense. There was some timely hitting. Uh, that game was a lot of fun. It was so long ago, though, that most people probably don't remember it. That game was a ton of fun, and, and uh, it, uh, it it definitely still stands out, even with all the other games that are uh, that have happened uh, this year. And there, there have been some great ones. So I'm going to give credit to that game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Dylan Moore game is, is a big one, obviously. And, and, uh, this last game on Saturday was a pretty big one. The Mitch Hanniger game, um, the, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure you're going to throw the Abraham Toro game in there. Um, that one was good. Uh, the Toro over yeah. off of Graveman, that was a good game too. It was zero, zero heading into the eighth. Um, you say Kikuchi's one hitter against the Astros. Uh, one nothing win that was capped off by Taylor Trammell's sliding catch and the and the smile and and, and all that stuff. So uh, also the the win over the White Sox where Taylor Trammell hit a hit a go ahead home run and he had the awesome bat flip uh, off of mm-hmm. Liam Hendricks. Uh, so th- there's a lot of good ones, but for me the one that still stands out is that that early win against the Dodgers, the four to three win. Um, it, it didn't set the tone. It's too like it's not that type of win, but it, it it was certainly up there and it was, it was justice Sheffield versus Dustin may. And, uh, and it was, it was Jose a Marmaleos hit the most inexplicable home run off of Dustin <laughs> may in that game too. He had a, a uh, West MVP, Jose Marmaleos, by the way, <laughs> free agent, elected free agent. Yes. yes. Free agent, free agent Jose Marmaleos. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it was, it was one of those fun, uh, one of those fun wins. And so that one, that one stands out to me. And, and, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it deserves some mention here because it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I am going to go all the way back 
all the way opening back day? to game one. Yes, opening day <laughs> against the Giants. The Mariners got shut down by Kevin Gossman for most of this game. They were down 5 nothing going into the seventh inning. They got one run off of Gossman, made it 5-1, and then the Giants put up another run, and it was 6-1, and it was just like, eh, this, it's over. What a crappy way to start the year. And then they explode for six runs in the eighth inning. And then, of course, you know, I, I, <laughs> ninth inning, Rafael Montero, I'm sure that name will make some some folks cringe. Gives up a home run to uh, Dickerson and um, made it seven seven. And uh, you know this kind of set the tone for for chaos ball really because they go into the tenth, somehow survive, uh, do not give up a run in the tenth, and uh, and then who else but to record a walk off walk than Jake Fraley, a.k.a. Take Fraley for the 8-7 to win to start the year. I mean, we should have all known when that happened what kind of year we were in for. I don't... There's so many games that are just weird and quirky and they kind of have their own reason for remembering them, but just in terms of like the back and forth and the, the, Mm. the big plays and all that stuff, uh, the the game the game against uh, the Angels on Saturday stands out. The game against the Dodgers early in the year stands out. Um, and the back and forth is honestly it's probably a little more fun for me than the the comeback wins like opening day and and the and the Dylan Moore uh, grand slam just because it, it there's so much drama and you know the the come from behind victories are fun and there it's you know hey if we don't come all the way back it's still cool that we we made it close and all that stuff but the back and forth is you know, hey, this is a game we can win, and then oh, we blew it, and oh no, we look at that, we took the lead again, and oh, we blew it, and and just that that emotional, you know, teeter totter. Whereas a comeback victory is pretty much all, you know, it's it's all roller coaster, like it's all going Wait, straight did we, up. Did we mention? Uh, did we mention Shed Long's walk off grand slam against the Rays? We haven't mentioned any of the games against the Rays, which is funny because that entire series they want they swept the Rays in four games, and I think they walked off three of them. If I'm remembering yeah, correctly, and that's how and that's how they finished it. That's how they that's how right, they yeah. solidified the sweep was with Shed Long's walk off grand slam. Mm-hmm. The game where they wore the uh, the Seattle Steelhead throwbacks to honor the Negro Leagues. Um, oh yeah, that was I believe Mitch Haniger driving in JP Crawford with a double on the first pitch of extra innings. That game's way up there too. So, oh, yeah, the games against Tampa are really good. Um, the uh, particularly the sweep. And then, uh, but yeah, I, I like the back and forth kind of, you know, blow for blow type of game. So I'm going to give, you know, priority to the, to the, the games like the angels game on Saturday and the Dodgers game in April over the, you know, insane comebacks of opening day and the Dylan Moore grand slam and all that stuff. So, uh, that, that's where I stand on, on like best games. I like the back to back ones, like, or the, the back and forth ones, like, uh, you know, yeah. the 28 to three Super Bowl comeback. Not as exciting as when two teams are just trading three and outs and touchdowns and, and there's an answer for you know your haymaker. You throw a haymaker, but then they answer back with one of their own. That those games are more fun. The the Philly versus New England Super Bowl is better than the New England versus Atlanta Super Bowl. Um, and not just because New England lost. But you know, there's back and <laughs> forth there. So uh yeah, it, it's 
it's it, there were a lot of fun games, and honestly, you could pro- we could probably sit here and, and go through the list of 162 games and and talk about what we remember from those games and which one was our favorite and do all that stuff. But um, yeah, it, it's there were a lot to choose from, and I'm sure we're not thinking of something, and somebody listening is is screaming at us, "What about this game? What about this game?" But I mean, <laughs> let us know. Like, what what's your favorite game? Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Um, you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. And that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dane Gonzalez. Thank you again for making Locked On Mariners your first listen of the day every day. We will be back tomorrow giving out our season awards for reliever of the year and defender of the year or platinum glove, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But now make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB where Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues present and past. It's free and available on all platforms just like us. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow.